0: Hello and welcome to Egyptian Dream, the Planet Sport Football Africa podcast coming to you here from Cairo in Egypt and AFCON 2019. I'm Tom Ellis. And I'm Liam Flint. And it's day 12 here in a sunny, steaming hot Cairo. Sorry if this is reaching you a bit later today. We've had a few Wi-Fi issues, haven't we, Liam? Yeah, it's all, all of a sudden become the bane of our life. It's a run around Cairo trying to
1: find some essence of Wi-Fi somewhere, but we're back up and running. Um, so we've just had double the amount of time to prepare. So
0: Yeah, we've been running around Cairo, but we've ended back on the balcony, the trusty old balcony where the internet has kicked in again so we can bring you this podcast. Lots of reaction and discussion to come up on today's show, including the roundup from last night's games um, and from the June the 30th stadium, which we were at, Ironically, on the 1st of July, watching the Cote d'Ivoire against Namibia. It finished 4-1 there, but we'll be bringing you all the reaction from that game and hearing from the two Wilfrids, Wilfrid Zaha and Wilfrid Bonny, from that game there, as well as much more coming up on Egyptian Dream today. So let's start in Group C, shall we? So Tanzania, who sadly
1: already were going to be eliminated, they faced off against Algeria. Really tough assignment for them, facing off against the Desert Foxes. 3-0, it finished to Algeria, which means they maintained their 100% record, and it means they win the group. And the big one that everyone was waiting for, the late kickoff, Senegal versus Kenya. Both sides knew that a win would be enough to send them through. Sadio scored twice as Senegal eased through Group C victory over Kenya and they booked their place in the last 16 of AFCON. But he did miss a penalty. We saw that. We saw that live. Very poor penalty. Great save. But he picked himself up in the second half and got two goals for his country. So that now means that Senegal will face Uganda in the last 16
0: and that match will be played on the 5th of July. Yeah, there was lots of Senegal journalists there last night and they were absolutely livid weren't they uh, with their team in the first half and when when money especially missed the penalty
1: they were kicking every ball it was great drama wasn't it being in the the press section we were very reserved brits but everyone else was going crazy it
0: was very interesting to watch okay and then in group d south africa played morocco and morocco won one nil i think that's their third successive one nil win to seal the top spot there in group D. A 90th minute winner free kick from basufa there getting the morocco win South Africa will have to wait to discover whether they've qualified for the last 16. I think they need four teams to lose and then they could potentially edge through to the next round. They'll find that out later today. So on to Cote d'Ivoire versus Namibia, which we attended at the 30th of June Stadium, as we said. Uh, It finished 4-1. To Ivory Coast, Um, but Namibia put up a good fight, they just couldn't finish. Um, We watched the Arsenal transfer target, which we'll come to in a minute. Wilfred Zaha score, winning 4 1, finishing second behind Morocco in that group. It wasn't convincing, though, was it, Liam? Yeah, it was a carbon
1: copy almost of the game we saw the night before Egypt versus Uganda, Uganda dominating there but going on to lose. Same here. I think we both agreed Namibia were slick in their passing, they created great chances. But I suppose with teams like Namibia, they don't have that killer instinct, which is why they're not going to go far in a tournament like this. And that showed up, of course, then. Cote d'Ivoire go up the other end. They do have the quality, uh, and they put them to the sword, 4-1, well-deserved. But Namibia will be kicking themselves, um, especially when you think Wilfred Bonney up front for Ivory Coast had a very poor game. Wilfrid Zahar only came to life at the end, really. Uh, Nicholas Pepe, potential star of the tournament, was on the bench. So it was a great opportunity and I think one that they will look back on and think, mm, we probably passed that up.
0: Great for Côte d'Ivoire, though. Yeah, and the performance of the match potentially went to the 200-odd Elephants fans over on the far side. It was a pretty empty stadium, to be honest, and we were right opposite their fans, right opposite the Côte d'Ivoire fans who danced and sung and played their drums throughout the whole match.
1: Yeah, they had some serious endurance. I think we were measuring them, weren't we? They didn't stand still for one second of that 90 minutes. Uh, they were in a part of the stadium with no cover whatsoever, so blazing desert heat. Uh, they were brilliant. While well,
0: well, we were sweating away just sitting in, the, in, the <laughs> in our seats in the shade. So, difference there. We've got a lot to learn. Let's discuss Namibia first. Um, we were quite impressed with them, especially in the first half, but lacking a bit of composure up front, and their managers seemed to agree with our assessment
1: yeah you're right tom so we we spoke to the coach ricardo manetti after the game and let's just say this he did not hold back uh so for journalists alike i think they got more than they bargained for but it's a very real approach got straight to the point here's what he had to say
0: cote d'ivoire was clinical and we were not clinical
1: that was a performance of young boys versus performance of a man
0: and um and this in this case the man they are um, Ivory Coast and uh, we got punished by men tonight. So very clear how Manetti felt there. Uh, we also spoke to captain Ronald Kacheri, who had a maybe somewhat more measured response for us um, but ultimately frustrated as well. Ronald, what's your overarching emotion as you go on,
2: as you leave now? Uh, no, I think uh, for us it was a good experience, you see. Even from the qualifiers we played against some top countries like Zambia, and qualifying from those groups and competing uh, we didn't just here came here to make numbers but we competed even Morocco they have taken uh, notice uh, that there is a country in southern africa called namibia they will never forget that and uh, i think they are grateful for the goal that we scored as well so yeah i think we represented ourselves well in terms of uh, the quality that we have we are not fortunate as them having uh, European-based players.
0: He played some brilliant football. Is it frustrating to have not yeah, scored Yeah, it's more? very
2: frustrating, especially with our attacking force. We, we just lacked in that department. And uh, I think we, we have to go back to the drawing board and work more on the striking department.
1: And soon after that, the Cote d'Ivoire players started to file on through and we caught a word with Wilfrid Bonny. He didn't have the best of days, but he was prepared to front up and chat to us here at the Egyptian Dream. Here's what he made of the game and now their chances progressing into the last 16.
0: Try to win today, so we just focus on us and then uh, try to do better for the next game. Wilfrid, how close are you guys to being at your best? Ah, yeah, I try too hard to score one or two goals, so that's the strikers. It's a circus matter, so trying. But the most important was to win today. I'm happy about that. How special
1: is it to be in Africa, representing your country? Is it? Is it? Is up it there? It's something that we can't explain. So
0: we need to feel it. So we're happy, to, buy, to, uh, happy uh, to be here. So we try our best for the next game.
1: And how helpful is it when you look up, you see the Ivory Coast fans screaming for you in that Very stadium? Very important support. I thanks them to support us from the first till the last minute. So we need them for the next game. So we will do our best for that. And unsurprisingly, at the back of the queue was Wilfred Zahar. It took us about half an hour, I think, waiting patiently as he spoke to every TV camera. Credit to him. We finally got some time with the man himself, scored late on, so he was in a good mood. We started to ask him how he would sum up the AFCON experience so far after being benched early on in these first few games.
2: Me and the coach are getting on fine. Obviously, whatever the decision he makes, he's the manager, he can make it. So... All I can do is, once I get the time on the pitch, do what I did today, show him that I should be one of the people that's starting. That's all I can say on it, really. There's no problem between me and you. What do you think about match today? It was a hard game, obviously. Tough opponents, but obviously we, we worked as hard as them and we managed to get the goals that we needed. So happy with the win. Wilf, well, what, what do you have to do to progress much further in this tournament? Um, I think we need to be a bit tighter defensively, especially once we get tired. Because once the game starts, everyone's just running hundred miles an hour. Like it's literally attack B defense, attack B defence. But once you Tighten things up and catch teams on a on a break, I feel like that's that's one thing that that teams don't realise. They they run, they run. Second half, everyone's tired and then they just catch you on a break. So I feel like if we manage to just tighten up our team, we'll be able to catch teams on a break like we did today and just That's how I feel. How does
0: it feel for you adapting from playing in the UK and coming out and playing in this heat and this humidity?
2: Um, It's a lot harder, but over time you get used to things and I feel like I'm getting used to it and I can't really make excuses anymore, you know? Once I get on the pitch, I just need to do what I've got to do.
0: As we were watching that game, the news came through on Twitter, on social media and from news outlets around the world that Arsenal had submitted a £40 million bid to Wilfred Zaha, uh, the Crystal Palace player. This going on throughout the match, so we thought we'd better ask him whether his future is with the North London side.
2: I have no comment on it. The only thing that's on my mind right now is trying to win this cup. Would you like to play it for us or not? Yeah. I don't know, we'll see in the future.
0: Do you have a message for the Crystal Palace fans? <laughs>
2: I'm here right now. I'm in I'm in Egypt, so that's all I'm worried about right
0: now, Wilfred Zaha there, not giving much away, was he, Liam? Crystal Palace seemed to be incensed, believing Zaha's value to be more around eighty million pounds. So Arsenal bidding half of that. Um So furious with the way that Arsenal have approached that. He wasn't giving much away though, was he?
1: No, of course he was doing what he's been trained to do, uh, just shouldering answer that question. But yeah, I think You can safely say Crystal Palace aren't too happy, are they, with that? Uh, I think if you look at it pretty simply, their evaluation of him is probably an extra 40 million on top. So I think if we see another bid for 70 maybe to 80, uh, then Palace might have a problem on their hands. But also bear in mind they've just lost Aaron Wan Bissaka to Man United in the last week for 50 million. So do you really want to lose two of your star players within two weeks, but at the same time you recoup possibly 150 million? Um, So I'm sure there's a bit of turmoil there going on in the boardroom. Do we accept? Do we not? But yeah, it's fascinating. Let's see how it goes.
0: If you are a Crystal Palace fan, send us your thoughts. If you're a Cote d'Ivoire fan, send us your thoughts on Zaha. Should he be starting? He obviously scored last night, but didn't have the best of games. They do have match winners, so it'll be interesting to see how far they can go. Loads of you have been getting in touch. Liam's just going through some of the comments now. Yeah,
1: we've got some tasty comments. Thank you very much for getting in touch as always. Let's start in the Gambia. Hamza Hydara. I still think Nigeria and Morocco are playing well. One of these two will be crowned champions. My standout player so far in the tournament is Ibrahim Yatara of Guinea. He is the striker to watch. So Hydara very confident there that one of those two, Nigeria or Morocco, are going to go all the way. And we have a mystery, a mystery entrant as well. Mm. A listener in South Sudan. Whoever you are, you've said, in football, nothing is always set in stone. So I'm not surprised that Nigeria were beaten. So it seems like a lot of you are changing your predictions now. uh, And you're obviously excited about the minnows coming through, the likes of Madagascar. it would be great to
0: keep receiving your comments. Get in touch. We also love the voice notes here on the Egyptian Dream. And John in London has sent us this question.
1: Question for the chaps in the studio. Huge result for Madagascar last night, beating Nigeria. Um, Now they're through, uh, which is incredible, really. Um, Just wondering how that ranks in terms of African Cup of Nations shock results. Um, Minos beating big teams, be interested to hear um, the guys' thoughts in the studio.
0: Yes, very good question, John. Thanks for that one. Uh, Obviously referring to Madagascar's win over Nigeria a couple of nights ago now, actually. And, yeah, studio. It's not much of a studio, is it, Liam? But it will um, do. We like it. It's a balcony overlooking the desert. Oh, it's perfect. I feel like we're out in the desert
1: without actually being because, obviously, you know, we need to protect our skin here, so we're in the shade. But, yeah,
0: bustling cars. We feel like we're, we're right in the thick of the action here. Very authentic to the Egyptian dream. OK, so Steve Vickers is the man to answer this question. Steve Vickers, our Planet Sport Football Africa producer and presenter. Take it away, Steve.
1: Yeah, well, John, it is a big, big upset and uh, well, it's hard to say which is the biggest ever, but when you consider there was such a gap between Nigeria and Madagascar in terms of the rankings and also that uh, Madagascar didn't nick a 1-0 win, they won it uh, very fairly by two goals to nil, no element of luck there, so... I'd have to put it up there as one of the biggest shocks, Uh, although it was a group game. Nigeria had qualified already, so it didn't have the significance of uh, a knockout game, perhaps. Uh, Just looking in recent years, uh, Zambia were largely unexpected winners of the 2012 Nations Cup, uh, although listeners in Zambia would disagree with me, I'm sure. Okay, if you'd like your comments read out on the programme, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or WhatsApp. Probably the best route, and we love to receive your voice notes as well. So if that's you, if you've got a burning question for one of our team, you'd like to reach out to Steve who's up in Alexandria, or you'd like to just tell us who you think's going to win, who's playing well or who isn't, then the number to get in touch is plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero give us your name tell us where you are in the world and we hopefully will be able to read out your response on the egyptian dream okay we're nearly out of time for today but there's lots to look forward to today as we continue to finalize these
0: groups tom what have we got coming up Okay, it's the final round of group matches. As you said, Liam, tonight in Group E, Angola play Mali. Mali hoping to progress as group winners and Mauritania against Tunisia. And then in Group F, the champions, defending champions Cameroon will be looking to progress also as group winners as they play Benin and Guinea-Bissau play Ghana. Both sides looking to progress to the next round as well. Guinea-Bissau, having just picked up one point, could still finish the group top despite failing to win so far in Egypt. So lots to look forward to tonight. Okay, well, just before we leave you, we did a little
1: feature yesterday. We like to have some fun here at the Egyptian Dream. So what better place to go than the fun zone? So we were outside 30th of June Stadium. We had a little bit of time to kill. So we thought, how can we test ourselves? Could we actually have been professional footballers? Tom and I sometimes joke about that kind of thing. So we played a little game. We had some football targets, some holes in a wall. We had three goes with a football and we had to try and get it in each hole to score some points. So it sounds very simple, but safe to say, Tom, uh, wasn't massively successful in uh, hindsight.
0: We shall see.
1: But the audio will tell all. So we don't want to ruin it for you.
0: Here's how we got on. It, it, it was the fan zone, but it, it was should be. It was fan zone, but it should be called fun zone because <laughs> we had fun, didn't we? We rebrand it the fun zone for the egyptians it is the fun zone from now okay here it is then we're just in the fan zone aren't we at the june the 30th stadium in cairo about to watch namibia versus ivory coast i would say it's bouncing but i don't think people can actually physically get here because we're in the middle of the desert so uh, it might be very intimate and i think most of the fans are in the stadium we're just about to go in take our seats up in the media bit in a minute but first we thought we'd have a little go at the target range so we got a bit of Uh, with a with a bit of a backdrop of the desert and three holes to get the ball through. So shall I go at first, Lim? Yeah. Okay. Okay, here we go. Missed. Three shots. Two. Nothing yet. Oh, it went in and came out. Rim shot. Go then Lim. Okay, so
1: in case you didn't realise the score was zero. Uh, so anything's, Although, anything's I, I, an all improvement. I,
0: all I will say is one did go in, hit the back wall, and then came out again somehow. Anything's Ooh, an improvement. More impressive than getting it in, if you ask me. Go on then, limbs Lim's first one. Oh, he's gone for the scoop. I went for the chip. lim has gone for the scoop technique. First one, unsuccessful. That's the second one. Unsuccessful. Same hole. Backs himself on this one. He's going high. Oh. There we go. We'll leave it to the professionals. We'll go in to watch them now. But good to soak up. A bit of the game action in the fan zone okay so our egyptian dream didn't really come to reality there neither liam or i scored i think that's why we're doing this and we're doing podcasting and we're not playing alongside mo salah yeah i fancy our chances though if we do get to go back to the fan zone or fun zone anyway we'll be back with you tomorrow so until then enjoy today's games at afcon 2019 i'm tom ellis and i'm liam flint and this has been Egyptian Dream brought to you by the Planet Sports Football Africa team at passion for sport. See you tomorrow.